Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Highlight reel won by Williams. Down the sideline, Williams. Chase by Gamble. 20, 10. What a run. Touchdown. Spectacular run. Here's the fake. Meyer looking. Meyer finding the other tight end. Herb Smith touchdown. 5-5 rocket touchdown. Irish. Here's your host. Darren Pritchett. Well, welcome to another edition of Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT as we once again speak with Mike Singer, the Notre Dame football recruiting insider for Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. My name is Darren Pritchett, and we are here to talk about a verbal commitment, commitment number 13 for Notre Dame for the class of 2023. And once again, Notre Dame has a running back now in the class and his name is Jaden Lamar. Mike, first off, give us your perspective on Jaden Lamar, the football player, what he could bring to this Fighting Irish football program. A lot of the comparisons that I've, I've been hearing, not only from on three directors scouting your rankings, Charles Power, Blue and Gold Analyst, Tim Hyde, Notre Dame fans as well that I've seen in comments, I see some Kyron Williams in him, and, and I see it as well. You know, he's listed at 5'11", 190. I think he's maybe got – he's quicker. He's even fat, he's faster than, than Kyron at this point. He's ran in the 4'4", four, 4'5", four, four, ranges already as a high school junior. Laser timed as well, so not hand time. Like when I was in high school, Darren, as a freshman, uh, I ran a 4'7", on the track, and my coaches were like, whoa, it's crazy. I'm like, yeah, it's because you probably – you know, cl- clicked your, your timer when I was at 35 yards still. Um, so, I, and I appreciated that. Um, but, so, so yeah, we're talking laser time. I think he's he's got a little mix of Tyree and Williams because he's got that – he's not as fast as Chris Tyree. I mean, Tyree is, I mean, track star. I mean, he, I mean, he is beyond um, fast. Lamar is, is very fast as well. So he's kind of got a blend of the speed of Tyree with kind of that all-purpose nature that Kyron Williams brings. It's it's a really nice get for Notre Dame. I mean, he can he catches the ball out of the backfield. He um, is good in the slot. Just an all-around good running back get for Notre Dame. And I mean, I've I've met him. I've met his family. Just awesome people. Uh, his younger brother is a class of 2025 prospect. Been offered from Arizona already. Um, so he's one to watch as well. So just all around, love this gift for Notre Dame. Mike, it sure looks like that the Irish had to beat out a bunch of West Coast teams for his services. Yeah, um, Oregon, Michigan, Arizona was his final four along with Notre Dame. You know, USC had also offered him UCLA. Um, you know, Texas A&M was even in there. So um, it, it really, Darren, just felt like Notre Dame – from the get I mean they offered him last August got him on campus after the USC game Um, he committed to the staff before he returned to Notre Dame for the blue gold game in April 
Um, so it, it was really just a matter of how can Notre Dame make these running back spots work? You know, they're going to take two in this class. Um, and look, uh, who? And it was just going to be a matter of who. And, and Lamar gets in there um, as one of them. Cedric Irvin, of course, bounced out a week ago today as we record this. It was on May 20th. He decommitted from the Fighting Irish. Now it looks like there's still going to be a second back. Who that is is obviously still to be determined. So it seems like, Mike, at the end of the day, as you just mentioned, you lose Irvin, you add Lamar. The Irish are still in pretty good shape in their efforts to get two running backs. It looks like they've got a really good piece right now in Lamar with some really good possibilities still possibly ahead for this recruiting cycle. In June, they're going to bring in uh, Richard Young, a five-star running back from Southwest Florida. And they're also going to bring in Jeremiah Love, another track star. He's from St. Louis um, in Missouri. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's running back recruiting just keeps seeming to take steps up, um, you know, from Lance Taylor now to Delane McCullough. I mean, it, it's, it's just looking really good. I mean, we talked about it earlier this week, Darren, so I want to dive back into the, the past uh, recruiting classes here in the past couple of years of, who Notre Dame assigned and, and, and gotten commitments from and everything. I mean, it's, it's a talented group, and I think Notre Dame will land Jeremiah Love. I haven't put in a prediction yet at on three. I do like Notre Dame for him. I mean, out, they're going to have to beat out Alabama, Georgia, a bunch of other schools. Richard Young, that's a little bit more of a long shot. But, hey, they're getting the five-star and number one running back in the country on campus. That's a big deal in itself. If you don't mind, let me ask you one question about Young. I saw he laid out his visits coming up, and all five visits are basically within a week and a half. Notre Dame is a midweek visit. Does it matter at all in terms of official visits, whether you visit during the week or weekend? Is there any, really any difference when a kid chooses to come? Uh, no, not really. I mean, there, there's a difference in that he's going to be the only recruit on campus. I mean, officially at, at least almost Notre Dame brings someone else in at that point. Um, so they have more attention on him, but um, there's also not as many other, you know, recruits on campus to bond with like the June 10th weekend has so many Notre Dame commits June 17th as a few as well. So um, pros and cons, I would say, but I would say it's a bigger pro that, you know, he's able to, to spend as much time as possible with that Notre Dame staff. Or I should phrase that as Notre Dame's able to spend as much time with him. They don't have to worry about any other pro, any other prospects. Coming into this verbal commitment of Jaden Lamar, they were the number one class according to on three. And I would assume Lamar's commitment does nothing to hurt that particular mark. Correct. Yeah, number one class. So it's Notre Dame has 13 commitments right now. Um, USC is number two, and they have seven. So, you know, when I was at Rivals for uh, almost a decade, they did their their rankings differently. It's more of a point system. So early on, it rewards you the more commitments you have. Well, on three, uh, they use a, a, a score system for, you know, your average of commits. So it's they're using a rolling score of the average amount of Power 5 commits out there. Um, if that makes sense per school, so you have all these Power 5 schools, you know, add them up, divide it by the amount of Power 5 programs, and then there you go. So it's six right now. So of Notre Dame's 13 commitments, only their top six are being used 
um, for the score, and it's a 93.8. So that's the average ranking for the Notre Dame. It's all this information at on3.com. Um, so, yeah, sl- slightly over USC right now, that's at 93.5. So, yeah, really a strong class early on. Um, 13 commits, one's a five-star, 11 four-stars, and, and one three-star. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's not too bad. Uh, and, Darren, I mean, I was talking to just a source earlier today, and the amount of sunshine in the Notre Dame football offices mm-hmm. is it, – it, it's summertime. I mean, they are – folks in the offices are just feeling very, very good about where recruiting's at and how this class can finish up. So with that being said, offer your perspective on how much of an impact Marcus Freeman has had as head coach in the recruiting circles. He said he was going to lead the charge, and I guess he's not disappointing. I mean, Darren, that's the – I mean, you you tossed me a lot of softballs in the couple of years we've been doing this. This might be the – Easiest. The biggest softball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I mean, it's uh, – I mean, he, he's killing it. I mean, he's uh, he's the lead recruiter for just about everybody. I mean, there's a couple of exceptions. Like a kid just got an offer and he hasn't talked to Freeman. Yeah, we, you know, we understand that. But, like, <laughs> these dudes, they're going after um, – I mean, Marcus Freeman's involved. I mean – um, I saw a quote from a Don Schuler on the Irish uh, Players Club Twitter space where he said, you know, I talked to Marcus Freeman for a couple hours and he changed my perspective on football. I mean, Marcus Freeman, I, Darren, I remember when he got the job, I came on your show and I was raving about him. It's like, he is just a special person. Like he's just got this aura about him. He's the same person, whether he's doing the dishes or he's coaching football, like he is just a very consistent person. Um, and, and he's just a special recruiter as well. So, Mike, you look at this class, and you have developed in our conversations that the defensive line in this class is off the chart, spectacular, led by Keon Keeley out of Tampa. As you look at this class, and there's a long way to go, but what area right now are you focused on that could use the biggest boost right now? I think quarterback's kind of easy. Right <laughs> yeah. There. I mean, yeah, quarterback, I mean, it's either five-star quarterback Dante Moore, who Notre Dame sources feel like is a game-changing, excuse me, maybe program-changing type player or, you know, a a settle slash transfer. You know, so I think quarterback is huge. That's kind of an easy answer. I think receiver is, is very important, you know, I used to call um, receivers like the kind of the icing on the cake, you know, like the, the, you need like, um, I love cupcakes. Like you need to have that, a good foundation and then just a really nice receivers. I mean, you can kind of find them anywhere. They're just icing on the cake. The, the game's changed that these receivers are able to go over the middle and, and not get hit as, as much anymore. So you do need game breaking receivers. Um, and look, I mean, Notre Dame, hasn't really had that recently and the numbers are low so it's a really important receiver class and then I mean Darren if you just if we want to talk about the last what seven eight years whatever it is what are the the key positions for Notre Dame that they're lacking to win a national championship there and answer answer that for me there's three Oh, well, they've taken care of defensive line. That was a problem for many, many years that your late colleague Lou Samoji talked about forever. You know, personally, I've always felt like, Mike, 
they've had really good quarterbacks, but they haven't had that guy that's in the Heisman race or a guy that can put the team on the back like a Baker that Mayfield one. could do at Oklahoma and win a ball game when the rest of the team is struggling. So, I, don't, I mean, you could have gave a lot of quarterbacks. Baker's an interesting one, but I'll forget. <laughs> so, and then it's the edges, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. receiver and quarterback, and that's where I look at this class. They have a really good one in Braylon James. They need to add two to three more really talented pass catchers, and then it's corner. And I'll just say Agreed. defensive back in general, uh, because so many of those guys can, uh, you know, play corner or safety. So I'll, you know, they have a Don Schuler safety committed from New Jersey. They have Peyton Bowen, um, who I feel like personally is a five-star talent. They got to keep them committed. Both of those guys are safety, so they got to get a couple corners in this class as well. Well, Mike, you take a look at Chase Claypool, one of the more dominating wide receivers the Irish have had. He could have played how many different positions at Notre Dame. He wasn't necessarily recruited at Notre Dame to be a wide receiver. There was kind of a fight amongst the coaches. They wanted him at their position that they coach. He ended up at wide receiver and turned out to be a great player. But I think, what, Mike, he was, what, a three-star recruit coming out of Canada? And the Irish hit the gold mine, you know, with a player like that. But in terms of getting that dominant wide receiver, I think your analysis is right on. That's kind of the missing piece. And it sure seems like, listening to you, Talk about the way the Irish are recruiting. There's a lot of guys lined up that could fill that void in this particular recruiting cycle. I mean, and I've got predictions for Notre Dame to land Rico Flores Jr. and Jaden Greathouse um, from Folsom, California, and Austin, Texas, respectively. And those are, are, are basically Notre Dame's top receiver targets on the board. I mean, I think Carnell Tate, who we've talked about a ton yeah. uh, over the past year and some change, Darren, five-star from uh, Chicago, now at, at IMG Academy down in Florida. I think that's that's a long shot now. Um, you know, they could still maybe get like a, um, a Josh Manning, who they recently offered from Missouri, or uh, maybe Malik Elzey from Chicago. I mean, but it's really keep James committed, which I, I think won't be a problem go get Flores, and then go get a great house. All three of these guys, by the way, officially visiting Notre Dame in June. So uh, Notre Dame seems to be looking really good, and, and Chancey Stuckey is, I can't say enough good things about Notre Dame's new receivers coach and the job he's done recruiting so far. I probably could have picked a better quarterback example. I know he won the Heisman Trophy, but off the top of my head, <laughs> I was trying to think of recent quarterbacks that, you know, helped their team, like that win at Ohio State that he had. He played, you know, pretty doggone good in that particular game. But you know where I was going with that comment. I'm just teasing you, Darren. You were right, though. You were right. That was probably not my finest choice. Blue and Gold Illustrated, we do these videos now. And, of course, they air on WSBT Radio, my Budweiser's weekday sports speed show. And we still highly encourage Irish fans, if you have not taken advantage of the unbelievable access you can get at blueandgold.com for just a dollar. I mean, what are you waiting for? We've got recruiting that is hot and heavy right now. And you know what? Before you know it, football is going to be starting because now we're starting to get the start times for football games. So you got to get ready for Blue and Gold Illustrated's coverage of the Notre Dame football season. It's exciting, Darren. It's also football preview time. We're, we're mm -hmm. starting to lay out the outline for our uh, 2022 football preview. Um, I mean, it's, I think it's, what, 150, 160 page, fully glossy uh, pages, recruiting information, um, position breakdowns, previews of each game. Uh, we, I mean, we've got a fantastic staff at Blue and Gold that are, you know, writing our, all these articles. 
Um, so, we, uh, you know, our mission when we moved from rivals to on three was let's make the blue and gold brand between YouTube and, so, and all the social media and our website and magazine. Let's, let's make it as big as it's ever been in the honor of loose emoji. And, um, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm thankful to be on staff and, and do that. And, you know, we, we have the a dollar for a year. So we hope you uh, join us in, in that quest. All right. So Jade Lamar is Irish. Are we going to have to wait too much longer for number 14? Um, I, I actually, what, I mean, too much longer than that. I don't think next week, but it's June official visit season, Darren, and Notre Dame's going to have a ton of kids on campus. So, I, I mean, it, there will be several new commitments this summer. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, it could, it, I mean, we're talking maybe a dozen new commitments before the start of the football season. So, yeah, it'll be very busy. But, don't, like, in the super immediate future, I think we got some time. Don't you wish you had a dollar for every time you've been asked that the last 10 years? You, you could retire. I mean, uh, how, many, how many subscriptions I could sign up with <laughs> for all those dollars? Think about that, Darren. Mike, good to be with you. Thank you so much for your time. Jane Lamar is Fighting Irish, and read more about it at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Mike. That's Mike Singer from Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com, joining me on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.